everybody, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Cantina Conversations, the galaxy's number one conversational podcast. I am one of your hosts, Will Beeman, joined as always for the final time by my two illustrious Canadian compadres, starting off with the ever so lovely, the Ben Solo cosplayer himself, DJ Gillard, the big boss. <laughs> yeah, How are it's you finished. Today? I'm good. Thank you for asking. Look at that nice quick answer after that. That's all I needed setup. to say. Now I got yeah. it all out there. I, you know your shirt kind of blends in with your wall right now, too. You want me to like bring it up? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Do you want me to like tie these up so I can like strangle myself a bit so it's just a bit higher? Yeah. 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 And uh Good and word. also joining us from the library of his home is Mr. Jackson Wells. Jackson, how are you today? I'm doing I'm doing great. You know, the sun's out. We're uh busting out the shorts. It's it's summer you know well it, it's not but you know it will be soon um hopefully it doesn't rain today i'm supposed to rain but you never know yeah it's not officially summer but we're having some summer weather it's in the mm-hmm. mid 70s down here um i don't know what your guys's weather's like but it's similar yeah probably definitely. i have no idea what that means but oh yeah you guys use your fake measurements real measurements but... <laughs> i'm actually pretty good with fahrenheit because i used to use it when i worked at a restaurant so mm. you're welcome Look at that. It's not useless after all, DJ. I mean, but, um, it still kind of is. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, if you've seen our announcement from last week or maybe have gotten the inclination from my sentence there when I was doing the opener, this is indeed the final episode of the Cantina Conversations. Um, we decided to bring things to a close. So we're going to have a nice, uh, simple, sweet episode as our finale where we're just going to kind of go over and discuss the first three episodes of Star Wars The Bad Batch that have come out so far on Disney+. Plus. And then we'll probably just kind of give our thoughts at the very end um, over, I don't know, just how we're feeling after the last year and a half of doing this show for everybody. Episode 56. Episode 56. A heck of a run, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, as more somebody, than most podcasts. Yeah, more than not. most podcasts. And I will say out of all of the podcasting or streaming or video centric uh adventures i have gone on throughout my career this was easily not only the most successful but the most the longest running as well so um yeah, thought you were gonna say your favorite best. but that's cool yeah, I thought, too i thought no, you were gonna no. say it was the most fun no, it is my favorite i think i think it's been pretty obvious that this has been my favorite because yeah. for, for a very mm-hmm. long time i've been pretty cantina conversations all the time um mm-hmm. but yeah so um i guess i don't really know how to transition from that to just talking about the bad batch oh but um but yeah let's just kind of dive right into it because i i've i didn't think i was going to dislike this show um as dj and i had been joking the last couple weeks we kind of thought that we've been joking that we were the bad batch fans from the original yeah we loved uh, from the start start, yeah. yeah um but yeah, I've, it's actually exceeded my expectations so far on how much I've been enjoying it. So I'm I'm looking forward to kind of discussing some things. So um, I don't really think we need to go episode by episode on this. We could kind of just talk the whole first three because I mm-hmm. had assumed foolishly the first three episodes were going to be one arc. And the third episode was very much just a filler. 
Um, yeah. And that's not a bad thing by any means. It was still a good episode, but I thought the first three episodes would be telling one long story, and they did not. It um, feels it feels like Clone Wars in that beautiful and that homey yeah. way, where you're yeah. like, "Is this gonna matter? Is it not? Is it still gonna be good?" Um, yeah, what's and that's just like Clone Wars. This third episode, where we're like, "Oh, it's not really connected to these other two. Could end up having a callback in like episode 16 and we'll be like, "Oh, yeah. they made it matter." <laughs> yeah, I can tell. I could see them going the other way after this, though. After, because like when you think about the first episode, where it's like seventy minutes, like it's okay, okay, that is an arc, really. Like yeah, in our most that's true. General sense, so I can see as we go, it's like oh, now there's like an actual three parter or something like that. But mm-hmm. it does, it's definitely a different vibe coming from uh, Clone Wars season seven when it was just like we have four very very distinctive arcs that don't touch each other for the most part. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so. it's and also especially considering the like other offerings that have been released for uh, with disney plus um not just mando but also like some of the marvel shows they've been short and in my opinion maybe not like the most essential but um have generally followed like a pretty tight solid plot line it's, it's interesting that they decided to go with that 16 episodes with this which gives them breathing room to do stuff like this and like well one of our major criticisms um of mandalorian has been like okay like we have like eight episodes to do like some very specific things and then one of them is spent just like running around randomly um but the idea that this is a little bit longer and has more breathing room makes it so i'm okay with this and honestly i like the kind of like little um side stuff that happens in clone wars um and this this really feels like a continuation of clone wars they just added they just changed the lead characters Mm-hmm. yeah and change the leads to like leads that make more sense in this era obviously like if you're going to oh, continue yeah. that story you can't really continue it with anakin and obi-wan you know it's, things <laughs> have changed they uh, definitely so, can't do that i yeah. mean they even do a good job of transitioning how this is kind of a continuation of clone wars yeah the, that first episode starts off with the clone wars logo and I was like, oh, are they going to call this Clone Wars the Bad Batch? But then it like <laughs> burns away into the Bad Batch logo. And I was like, all yeah. right, that's a good transition. And they have in the first episode, like the first like 20 minutes or something, they have the the Palpatine giving the address that it's now the Galactic Empire. It's just like, oh, mm-hmm. this is like happening as yeah. everything is happening real time, pretty much. It so gives it's it cool to see the, the premiere episode, at least. Like they put the foot on the gas like as soon as the episode starts and it didn't stop for the, like the entire seventy five minutes or however long yeah. it is. Like they they made they made their use out of that that episode length for sure. Um, yeah, I thought the recreation of the Palpatine speech where he's talking about like being scarred and defigured and yeah, doing all it, the... it is just that scene from Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. But it's yeah. cool to see like a different perspective of that again. It's, it's kind of like how I know you guys haven't seen this, but in star Wars resistance, there's an episode where the lead character in that show intercepts the broadcast of um, Hux doing the first order speech on star killer base <laughs> before they test it. And like, speech. yeah so that's like that's a cool moment in that that video too because doesn't have a similar vibe to this one where he's also just like this guy seems a little crazy this is not <laughs> a lot well I, I don't know i kind of want you guys to watch resistance so i don't really want to spoil what happens <laughs> but, happen. but it, it's actually got a pretty a pretty big moment to the the okay. lead character in that show revolving yeah. around that um 
but yeah so that it's cool to see stuff like that from the from like the different points of view uh, or a certain point of view mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's fun to yeah. see that kind of stuff um so like uh, of course we got to kind of talk about this part from the first episode as well that kind of got a lot of people hot and bothered on the on the internet in good ways and bad ways and that was uh seeing uh Jedi Master Deepa Balaba and her Padawan Caleb Doom show up. Mm. Um, I was excited from the episode right away to see Caleb Doom show up again. DJ, mm. I believe you, it took you about four days to be excited. I that was, was only two days. <laughs> so, I'm watch, so I'm watching this scene and I'm just like, this kid, I bet this is Kanan. This makes sense. They're gonna they're gonna do this. Like Star you know, of Star Wars Rebels. Yeah, like this show's coming off the heels of Rebels, really, when you think about it. Uh it was only one season in the Clone Wars. So I'm like, they're this makes sense. This is gonna be Kanan. And then they said Caleb, and I was like, Well, I guess that wasn't Kanan. <laughs> and then I moved on and I I saw it's some literally stuff. Freddie Pin- Prince Jr., isn't it? Yeah, probably. Yeah, it probably. Is. Just and I pitch used, corrected that to was make probably, him sound younger. But that was probably part of the reason right, I yeah. was like, hey, this is Kanan. <laughs> like, I probably, the uh, voice probably in the back of my mind did it too. And then, you know, I was on the internet for a couple of days. I saw some stuff and I was just like, this is kind of weird how people were talking about it. Like, I feel like I was missing something the entire time, but I didn't look into it. And then I looked into it and I was just like, two days later, I'm just like, that was Kanan the whole time. And I just, I'm stupid. I forgot that last minute plot arc in uh, Rebels when they reveal his name was Caleb and all that stuff. And I felt like an idiot. But the scene was great, I will admit. <laughs> Especially now with the knowledge that uh, Kanan was here the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and the larger context to this scene as well is the Order 66 happens. And we get to see another perspective of mm-hmm. what's happening here. And the interesting thing about Order 66, um, it answers a question on how, uh, it answers a question that we all had immediately once the Bad Batch were announced as an ongoing television series is when Order 66 happens, what happens with uh, Clone Force 99 since they are technically clones and should have inhibitor chips that do so. Well, the canon answer that we have for this now is due to their modifications and enhancements that they have as, uh, not deformed, but as enhanced clones, I guess is a good way of saying. Yeah, mutant mutant clones. Um, It overwrote that codex in their inhibitor chips, so they didn't come into effect, except for some reason, it still was in effect with Crosshair um mm-hmm. his enhancement was not enough to override that code is it so... in effect or is he just is he just too much of a sheep i can't yeah tell. yeah he's, i think it's a bit of, he's I think like it's a, he's questioning i think it's right? a bit of both yeah yeah because he would if he were full in he would be like oh well now i have to kill my brothers for doing yeah. wrong and like, like it's not working totally where he's just flip a switch i'm shooting my gun Mm-hmm. But like it's you know I don't know it's up to he he does he does say the line though he yeah does he, does the line. he does say the line soldiers Good soldiers follow, follow orders. orders and and like he's trying to help them out but like he'll still see like he would see Caleb and shoot at him still and like <laughs> what are you doing and he's just like following orders and he's like you need to follow orders too and um mm-hmm. so like he's kind of questioning what's going on and I guess I would imagine like 
for most clones or at least the ones like hit like them that's probably how you would feel it's like your brain is telling you to do this order but then you're just like wait wait this isn't my original thought having this why do i why do i have to do this order or oh, whatever yeah. i'm just gonna follow the order maybe that maybe that's honestly better because when you think about everything that clone wars built to and added to the prequel trilogy is like what a cult clones are actually people like they're not just uh blindly taking these orders so even when the inheritor chip does come into play they still think about what they're doing like they're it's forcing mm-hmm. them to do it for the most part but they're still like cognizant of like this is kind of messed up so maybe mm-hmm. this is a better well, especially when you think about like rex who did is re- a regular clone and does get the switch flip like yeah and he, he struggles do- against he, it he he does it but he doesn't like want to yeah um, i don't know maybe that's just a narrative thing or maybe there's some sort of like canon thing happening there but yeah the power of love really exactly. you know power really love. changes things yeah it does that's why when your heart is broken from being in love you die of the big sad exactly yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. just like just like padme did um poor padme but yeah so so it was really cool to see order 66 play out it's nice to have gotten an answer on what happens with the bad batch um i do think right into it yeah like yeah just immediately address all this stuff um a lot of people were upset with this scene with caleb dune though because it does change some things that happened in the comic miniseries um uh, and mm-hmm. they're not even like significant details. They're just minor details of the story. All the events that happen still play out the same. It's the same people. It's the same, like, yeah. the same end result. Yeah. It's just I was the talking... minor details. Well, have you read like this comic? Bit... I never read this comic. I, I was mean, talking I've to read someone... what happened, but. Yeah. I was talking to someone who did, and he was like, oh, you know what? I really like this comic. And I don't know. It still exists for me to read. <laughs> Mm-hmm. yeah um maybe you prefer like what happened in the comic more but like i don't know walt's not knocking on your door and burning it for you right and yeah. and like a couple of lucasfilm executives and even pablo hidalgo who i found out has a public twitter account again that i had been going on without you for so resist. long um <laughs> the way that um they all explained like how people in the fandom should be viewing canon i think makes a lot of sense to me where like especially stuff like the comics and the books and things that can come out much more regularly and frequently than television and films do if the films or television series wants to use something that's been mapped out on a book at Yes, I consume the majority of this material. Jackson and DJ consume some of this material. People read this stuff and care about the canon. But unfortunately, we're not a large enough uh, portion of the fandom to where these things have to be the rule of law. So at the end of the day, small details can be overwritten. So the way you should view these things are... Like when you're reading a book or a comic series, this is somebody explaining these events. It's like a historian telling you what happened. If you have 15 historians explain to you the fall of Rome, you'll get 15 different versions of that story because there's a concrete time of events on what happened, but the little details will change depending on how the story is being told. 
So mm-hmm. I think that's a really good explanation on how to do these kind of things because there are some inconsistencies throughout the novels with things like mm-hmm. um, Ahsoka and the Siege of Mandalore in her novel, this comic series with uh, the Caleb Dune opening. Like it's happened before and it'll probably happen again. And I yeah. think that's a, a good way of viewing it. So that way when this does happen, A, the canon piece of material that you've read doesn't lose its impact to you and two it can still fit narratively with the visual mediums that we're getting. yeah, yeah. I, I think the one thing i would say about that too is just like is one as long as they don't go too far which they have not gone nearly too far yet mm-hmm. like all of these things are so minor that it's just like i get it but i'm also just like why can we just move on but i'm also i also see the other perspective in the sense that i'm like this scene didn't mm-hmm. need to exist in the first place like mm-hmm. we could have left the comic like like for a Cobb Vanth, I kind of get it because like you needed to explain that character and you have a story to tell with that character probably in uh, Book of Boba Fett at this point, right? Right. Um, so I get those a lot more, but this is one of those ones where I'm just like, you didn't need to do this at all other than fan service, honestly. So that's the one where I'm kind of like, eh, I kind of see both sides on this one. But. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, think, I think it also plays too with a very good like say it's just a more casual viewing star wars fan that watches clone wars and then they watch bad batch and then go into rebels that sets up some backstory with kanan they won't get without going beyond the cartoons i Mm -hmm. I would argue a lot of people that watched all the way through rebels probably are interested in the kanan comic maybe at the very least or they're like me and didn't realize it was kanan (laughs) <laughs> but anyways only real fans don't realize who only real are. fans are confused yeah um yeah. yeah so um that was a, a little bit of a controversy with that that first episode yeah. involved mm-hmm. too but then but it was fine my take like, so, is that books are dumb um continue yeah. Yeah. okay there good take go. but yeah i mean you also have to think too that like back in the day like in the early stages of the expanded universe when there really worse. wasn't a plan for stuff the books have a lot of d- more different changes like the novelization for return of the jedi owen lars and uh obi-wan were brothers so like yeah, <laughs> yeah there's a little, there's a lot of stuff from back in the back in the uh, older uh, days too uh, like in the splinter of the mind's eye that we talked yeah. about in an episode in the past where like luke and leia are just lovers basically that entire book and and vader's not their father but vader knows who their father is um Mm. so i mean stuff like that just happens i I just think there's more important things going on in the world to put your time and energy towards that's also true the fact that the color of the clone troopers armor was different than it was in the comic book but um yeah but yeah um so that was that big scene but they do the bad batch does go back to camino and um that's when we get to meet camino yeah and that's when we go back and get to meet uh omega the young australian the young blonde-haired uh clone and she's a medical assistant um and she's also enhanced like the bad batch but has not figured out what her specific Mm -hmm. enhancement is yet um thoughts on omega i guess you can even give your thoughts about on what we've gotten for the first three episodes with her right. so far yeah. i do like her as a character so far to be honest yeah i'll agree yeah i saw some people been like another show where they just carry a kid around um and i think that's super lame uh yeah. I, I like i like omega i think 
as like a character interesting and i assume like 10 episodes from now they'll be like whoa she's actually a jedi or she can like mm-hmm. lift she's like a jedi clone or something weird like that i don't know yeah um they got to do something so we'll, we'll see but so far i i think it provides a um a grounding to the bad batch like yeah. the characters mm-hmm. that they need i really like her interactions with wrecker i think that's super fun um wrecker is my og sure um he's he's great um i like that i like the end of the the last episode where she's like part of the team now mm-hmm. yeah and i i thought maybe she would just end up being kind, kind of a side character that's just there to be there but she's like a good moral compass for all of them as well and that's kind mm-hmm. of where her strength in the bad batch has come into play so far and her and hunter have like a really weird no well, not weird but like i don't know father daughter or uncle niece type relationship going with each yeah. other which is pretty nice too the the only thing i really don't like about omega and i guess i can't say i don't like her it's just like i laugh a lot from it is her accent in particular is so much stronger than any other clones accent is yeah <laughs> so and it's, not, it's nothing it's against australians it's yeah, like no, it I, feels so weird in this universe because i've never like, never seen it before and in a clone where you're just like i it gives you whiplash every time i, like, I almost I wonder if it's because the actress is actually from new zealand whereas d bradley baker is not (laughs) is just doing that accent so maybe it's strange because especially considering like uh she sound like tora morrison is like not really like a new zealander he's he's maori so he's like native new zealander Mm -hmm. and like yeah i've (laughs) I watch a lot of Taiko Atiti movies and like that's right. not what those people sound like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which makes it even funnier. Um but yeah, she I agree with you that, that is funny and is not necessarily bad. It's no, like it's not bad. Like even for example, like in in the third episode after they reveal like Wrecker makes that little bedroom for her. Mm. And she like comes down from the ladder and she's like, thanks, Raka. <laughs> it made me, it's supposed to be like a sentimental moment. But I was yeah. just dying laughing because she said his name so thick with an accent. <laughs> I, it's funny. I don't want to be mean, but I don't know if I'm going to get used to it throughout the entire run of this show. Yeah, I feel like by season episode six, 16, I'm still going to be like, this is an emotional moment. That voice is so funny to me. It's gonna be yeah. it's gonna be some moment where she's like sacrificed or Hunter sacrificed himself for her safety or whatever, and he's like, "Watch after the crew, kid." And she's like, "Thanks, Hunter." <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm sorry, but I can't That's do funny. it. Yeah, I mean, but like I said, there's nothing wrong with that accent, and like or no, anything. Like yeah. it's just it just feels so out of place right now. Yeah, <laughs> if I was in New Zealand, I I would be fine with hearing someone. It's nothing against the accent; like it's mm-hmm. totally acceptable. But in this particular s- sequence, I'm just saying this is so weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's speaking a- of like voice actors, Deep Bradley Baker, man, He's still doing it. He's crushing it. In this I've watched. Series. I've watched a couple videos. I watched. He did like this interview with like Entertainment Tonight or whatever, and he like does all five voices like back to back, and then like explains the intricate details between all of them. And I'm like, so cool. this is a man who who has mastered his craft of making one specific voice sound slightly different. Yeah, I mean, 
I I don't know how he does it. Like recording this show seems like in my head sounds like it would be so hard to do, especially mm-hmm. when there's an episode involving a lot of clones, like in the first mm-hmm. episode, because that's like thirty different voices I guess to do, <laughs> yeah. and all of them have to be slightly different. <laughs> my man better be making so much bank. Like yeah, he, he he better not be getting paid for like one voice actor's worth. Yeah, he should be getting paid for four voice actors worth. And yeah, but yeah, so they probably have to do them all separately. So I would bet he, I bet he does get paid separate for all four because it's mm-hmm. all separate. Like mm-hmm. he, he's not in the booth. Be like, all right, just, just, just do the thing all in order, and we'll just rip the full twenty minute <laughs> audio file. Like it's probably all done separately and all that stuff. And he's running to like five different microphones <laughs> to get the right channels. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, so yeah, he is shining in this uh, in this series so far, and so is the voice actor for Tarkin, who I'm pretty certain is the same he's got guy. Hams too. Yeah, he does. He's thick. I'm pretty sure the voice the voice actor for Tarkin is also the, not only the one from the Clone Wars, but also the guy that voiced him in Rogue One. Mm. I'm pretty sure it's right. the same actor all across the board. That's cool. So. That's good, good consistency, and he does a pretty good Peter Cushing voice. So, I mean, he he sounds like regular Tarkin to me. It's so interesting to see that character like persist throughout like forty years now, and like Peter Cushing died like uh, like many years ago. Yeah, a while ago. Yeah, but I mean, you kind of have to because of the time period we're playing with. Mm -hmm, The thing that I've liked most about this series that I've been wanting a lot from like the recent star wars things that we're getting is i like this switching from the clones to the empire type period and seeing the transition of power from one side to the other and watching them start to occupy Those neck places. ladies seem mad they don't seem yeah happy. yeah the the kaminoans actually seem a little betrayed at the empire so like it's kind of cool because throughout the Clone Wars series, they kind of seem like like they're helping they're the Republic, colluding. but they're like yeah. kind of mad at the Empire or the Republic or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like now that the Empire's come along, they're like, "Well, I don't like this at all." Maybe the <laughs> yeah. maybe they're gonna take all of this clone technology to Exegol and make a clone army for uh, yeah, the, the that new be Republic. Crazy? <laughs> but yeah, so I I have a feeling in this season we'll see like what the final. Uh, play out is going to be mm-hmm. of the the ending of the clone program and and i bet there's even something that'll be sprinkled in here that they're going to connect to mando season three i want to be surprised um, yeah yeah since i it, it, by all fronts so far for the first two seasons it seems like we're going to start tackling some, um, some cloning in that in that series so this would be a good time that to... poor doctor who is had like 20 minutes of screen time the past two seasons and people have obsessed over it right um imagine that doctor shows up as like a kid or something he's just like it's omega yeah yeah he's 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 omega's brother yeah i mean that is something that um we're probably going to find out this season as well is like what's the deal with omega Um, yeah that's gotta be addressed there's i mean do you have any kind of theory on your own besides the fan theory i told you that you think we might be finding out about here well the the fan theory that I've seen tossed around, which I, I I have no really strong feelings either way. I can see playing out. I can't, I can see it not playing out, but it's just like, since her name is Omega, 
they think that at some point in this season she's going to figure out what her clone enhancement is and like while she figures this out and uses it it'll be to sacrifice herself to save the bad batch from something um which would be a fine fitting thing i don't really think they're gonna they're setting omega up just to be a one season character i don't think so either. um myself no um i think that's silly yeah i think it's just that she is like one of the last clones probably and that's probably just where it derives from i don't think there's anything much deeper than that mm-hmm. um and this is obviously where we're obviously we said we're going into the last uh, of the clones how that all ends so i think that's probably more of it but i don't, I don't know where it's gonna go I'm it'd be interesting curious. if we meet an alpha clone it's true it's just jango fett that's true it's just <laughs> Oh, Do you think Boba will show up? Maybe Boba is Alpha. That makes that, actually that is that's technically true, right? Because yeah. he was like the first one they made for him. Yeah, so, so yeah. Boba's Alpha and she's the Omega, so maybe mm. she's siblings with Boba Fett. No, maybe she maybe she's they're setting up to be like a bounty hunter. She's gonna show up in Boca Boba Fett and be like female Boba Fett pretty much, which is pretty much uh, Phasma, but yeah. <laughs> or um Oh, I'm blanking on her name for some reason. Showed up in Mando season two. Kitty Sackoff. Yeah, Bo-Katan. How did I forget her name? Uh, but anyways, all, I, I forgot who yeah. Kanan was. It happens a lot to of weird names. Yeah, so like maybe maybe that's her daughter, Omega's daughter. This is Bo-Katan mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, um, I I just thought it was funny within like five minutes of the Bad Batch premiering. The, I immediately saw online, Omega's a clone of uh, Avar from Old Republic. <laughs> and I was like, no, whatever. She's just blonde. Why do we yeah. blonde? Okay, if we talked about the first episode, we got to talk about the second episode. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, oh, before we get into the, Let's the second the battle episode, the, 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 third, the third episode was okay um yeah. there the, not a lot happens in that episode they they and do first some, in that episode yeah there's a there's a um there's a creature moment in the episode there's some there's a squad uh, squadron of human recruits that team up with crosshair and they go do a mission but they they don't follow the they orders go, directly they go do some some yeah they, they do War some crimes. shooty shooties but like the the big payoff of the episode is like omega talks about how like she left to be with the bad batch and like has doesn't feel like she fits in yet doesn't have a bed doesn't ha- like doesn't feel like she's part of the crew so like wrecker makes her her own bed area in the ship and is like no you, you're one of us now um and hopefully this helps you feel a little bit more like like you're part of our team and this is home for you and so and that's when she does the thanks raka it's an emotional payoff yeah so that that's the third episode it's a fine episode but there's really nothing too monumental that happens in it um but the second episode, DJ wanted to talk about the training. Uh, uh, I, I was looking through it. I don't think much really happens there. They do the training thing. Tarkin's like, ah, not good enough. Ah, I think the one again. last thing about the first episode is that Crosshair is like, yes, he's like, I like the followers. But he's also getting like some pretty constant brainwashing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, or like, I don't know. It, I think it's, they're literally like putting rays into his head. So right. I think we get him back by the end. Well, of yeah, this. throughout the season there or, or throughout the first three episodes so far is like they figured out that like 
his chip is still functional and they can even like upgrade it as they go so like they're changing his brain chip as mm-hmm. as they see fit so. yeah because he leaves at the end of the first episode right mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's actually what happens i hear when you get the vaccine is they can upgrade ah, your right. chips and yeah your brain and yeah stuff. i mean okay. this is this is a metaphor for covid vaccine technology <laughs> exactly yeah. thank you dave filoni for <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm sorry you want to talk about the second episode jackson but i have another thing wasn't saw Guerrera in the first episode wasn't that when that was yeah introduced? i think it was that episode okay, too. we do need to talk about that yeah too. Uh, yes show up because he's super they, hot yeah he's he is, he is, he is but he's almost forced this they keep setting themselves up for failure with these character designs we're like Sagarera in this and then Sagarera in rogue one yeah large time gap there yeah um a lot happens to make him go bald and, and wonky eyed apparently yep. <laughs> um because he's and got like rebels he's yeah. in rebels too yeah, yeah he's, he's a, not like this with and he's also in jedi fallen order <laughs> Shout out to you know what good for him. Yeah, he's, he's getting all over the place, I guess. Yeah. So yeah, Sagarer ends up showing up with an encampment of rebels that are they're gonna start fighting against the Empire are refusing to to join that force. Um, it is cool to see like the very, very start of the rebellion, which is literally just I guess we're not gonna die down for this, you know? Like we're yeah, it's, fight, it's cool that they're making it where it's a bunch of Republic soldiers who are refusing to join the empire and that's how the rebellion is kind of getting its ground troops um that's a good way of of spinning that to where it's just people joining too but Mm, yeah i hope that this doesn't just get thrown by the wayside i hope like we get something with like oh like i he makes contact with with bail organa or something like that Mm -hmm. like let's let's go somewhere we we get to see jimmy smith's i know we gotta get him has he has was he yeah he was in a couple clone wars right couple episodes yeah he, yeah he had some adventures with padme okay yeah yeah we got to get our boy um, he's in rebels too right one and briefly maybe mm, i'm misremembering i can't remember he might be over over like hollow yeah he's yeah he's he shows definitely up. coordinating with yeah uh, the rebels in rebels exactly the rebels yeah um but yeah so sagara shows up but because th- like their their mission was to go and like take them out Mm-hmm. yeah and, they were like and, enemy insurgents and it's like well these are just people yeah right. they shouldn't do this they're just having yeah. a campfire like what are we doing here right and um that's another thing for crosshair where he's just like i think we should kill them and we're like <laughs> man I, I, you're on. really losing all your goodwill here crosshair right yeah. um, remember like three weeks ago when i was just like i think crosshair is my favorite uh bad batch member <laughs> it's a real thing that we said it's one of those things <laughs> where like they'll do one of those quizzes on like buzzfeed and people are like i got crosshair it's like, you know crosshair is like a literal like space nazi now right yeah and i was like oh but like he's so cute yeah it's the same thing when you do like a prequel quiz and just like apparently i'm anakin and it's just like oh <laughs> kind of a fash do some inner introspection there yeah you might want to figure that why you're you're literally the prototypical incel yeah (laughs) um yeah so is there anything further you guys want to discuss about episode one or can we can we move on to the big reveal from episode two yeah um yeah episode two for us and only us right 
Well, in the <laughs> listeners, because mm-hmm. if they followed along with our recent segments, this was a big payoff for them as well. But the second episode aired just like three days later on Disney Plus, and I was actually kind of surprised to find out online how many people forgot we were getting an episode on Friday right after the premiere. I forgot this week, not the week before. Yeah. I was just like, oh, 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 that show's happening. Right. Of course. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so um, this episode is called Cut and Run, and the Bad Batch clones end up um, sailing out because um, who is got a buddy on? Yeah, who is it that says they're the buddies? Though is it Hunter? I that think says it's that? all of them. All like of them. They're, yeah, they're, they're, group, yeah, they're like yeah. we got a we got a buddy that we want to link up with to try and get Omega out of here. And then mm-hmm. the the payoff of who this buddy is is our boy and his family from the Clone Wars episode, the Deserter, season two. Mm-hmm. Yep, season two. It's the the farmer. I can't think of what that clone's name is. Kai. His name is Kai. Yeah, Kai. Why it's cut and run. Yeah, That's it's... over ten years ago that episode would have come out, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and they brought him I back. Talk about talk about setup and payoff. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're lucky that most people did not watch that ten years ago and watched it like last year on Disney Plus. Yeah, right? Right? Like, oh the... yeah, cut. Obviously, I understand <laughs> yeah, when, what's going on. But like, since we rewatched that episode recently for our episode, we did about that episode. Yeah, it's so even better. That was all fresh in my head too. So when he showed up, I was like, "Oh my lord, they're, they're bringing him back!" <laughs> I think I still would have lost it if we hadn't done that. I, yeah, I, I always remembered that episode. So. Yeah, because it's such a good episode, and yeah. wow, it was wild to see him uh, show up again. And like, his kids are older um and like the family's still together and they they want to become friends with omega and and hang out and all that kind of yeah. stuff he didn't become a jedi bounty hunter like i predicted when i'm just right. like the chip's gonna sit and he's gonna freak out and leave his family it's gonna yeah. happen he's, he's happy i guess <laughs> which is not explained and i, I don't really need it to be but i'm just like yeah eh, i don't know well maybe I, my like, thought process yeah, I was is i said this to someone i was talking to online is like you have to get the message in order to execute it. And it's not like he's sitting there with his like, right. You need to hear rece- like the order 66. Yeah. He hasn't been trigger. given the order. Therefore right. he that makes sense. is not executing on it. It's like Bioshock. You, you hear exactly. the words and you're just like, I have to do this now. But if you don't hear the words, like, you don't know. Well, spoilers for Bioshock, but yeah. Hmm. 15 years old. But, okay. <laughs> but um, but yeah, my thought on on him too though was like since he's been just living as a normal man for so long that like he figured out how to get the chip out of him or something. Maybe that's it too. Yeah. Um, His wife also, was giving a massage ran and into, like, also one thing he said was is he met up with a certain fellow that literally the day before. Right. Mm-hmm. Our boy. Our boy Rex. Him. Good old Captain Rex came back and, and checked in on him too. And he let could him have know popped it out, been like, "Hey, by the, way, oh, <laughs> by the way, by the way, that's a chip in your head." Yeah, because Rex figures yeah. all this out. So, like, mm-hmm. I have a feeling they're going to end up rendezvousing with Rex soon uh, for an episode, yeah. and yeah. I think that's when we'll see uh, Gregor and Wolf, and Wolf Gregor, yeah, yeah, and and learn about how they were able to get their chip out or whatever. Um, right. One thing that's Rex been has inter- probably got like a list or something of like the like displaced clones where he's like, I got to check on my boys. Mm-hmm. Right. 
I think one thing that was interesting, but not something that I expected, though, from these first three episodes is there was no appearance of Grogu surviving Order 66 <laughs> from, one the day. Je- from the Jedi Academy. There was a theory leading up to that show that the really? Bad Batch would have been the ones that, I didn't see that, that pulled yeah. him from it. But I hope they save that actually for Mando. Like one day mm. in like, like season five, there's like a flashback, and it's like some other Jedi. It's Mace Windu. It's yeah, it's or it's Quinlan <laughs> Boss, and that's when Quinlan Boss joins Mando. Then they have the flashback yeah. of him saving Grogu, obviously. Anyways, it's Coleman Trevor. Yeah. So the so if I I. I, I'm kind of fuzzy on parts of how this episode mm-hmm. played out, but like they visit they've the gotta farm, like get out, and they, but they've got to register and get mm-hmm. numbers because yeah, yeah cause, again, yeah, because the fascism, fascism has begun. Yeah. So like yeah, now yeah. they have to have like numbers and credits and all kinds of stuff just to fly anymore. They have to have vaccine mm-hmm. permits and everything. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. Yeah. It's fascism. So um, <laughs> so they're, communism, whatever you. So prefer. they're like, yeah, yeah we're gonna get, we're gonna get them off this planet and we're gonna take care of them or help them get out of here and but we're also gonna push push the uh, omega on them yeah yeah uh hunter is like the uh, cut at one point is like you didn't tell her and she's like tell me what <laughs> and then hunter's like you're going with her kid they could or with them kid they can give you a family and make you know how it is to be loved and stuff like that and she's like but i want to go with you guys i chose to go with you and (laughs) then there's some action scenes and she escapes uh or doesn't escape but like she ends up not leaving with cut and his family and reunites with the bad batch to um help them out of a pickle and and to fly forward another day yeah we don't know Which, what happens to Cut here. He just kind of leaves, and like I guess you know, he's done you for know the what? season. Just, just wait another ten years, and, and when we get the okay. Rebel sequel series <laughs> right. set um, in between, he's going to show seven, up in Mando well, season three. Yeah. Oh, that'd be so cool! He's going to be part of the Tomorrow Morrison the crew, played by yeah. Tomorrow Morrison. Yep. Yeah. Obviously, right. he's going to show don't... up in like High Republic's Acolyte season four. For some reason, <laughs> that's my fan theory. It's a flash forward. Mm-hmm. If something. we're not going to get Rex and Mandalorian, we'll get cut. <laughs> that's there a fair compromise. Yeah, that's fine. I love cut. Yeah. He's got that real sharp widow's really peak. Really good. Mm-hmm. Widow's peak. Yeah. Imagine mm-hmm. the, that kind of wig on Tamora Morrison. That's he looks like he does an Aquaman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff. Um, yeah, so that this was a really good episode too. If we're though. gonna get a little stuff like that sprinkled throughout the season, that'll be more than enough. If there's like quote unquote nothing happening, if you know what I mean, in an episode, mm-hmm. if we get yeah. something like that sprinkled in, I'll be more than happy. For sure. Yeah, because this episode kind of had a lot of nothing happen as well. Because like technically, if you had to dwindle this episode down to like a sentence, it was just they helped cut family get off that planet. Mm-hmm. They <laughs> but, go to planet and but, then leave planet. Yeah, but there's actually a lot more that was sprinkled in on that. Like there was one bringing his family back in general. There's two seeing all of these imperial policies coming into play immediately. Like, mm-hmm. um, and even like the tow hooks on some of the ships and stuff. And then like three is the Bad Batch is, like, becoming more of a unit as well, like, on the run. Not, like, as a soldier, but, like, as a unit, as, like, a team. Um, And it also 
kind of helps with the payoff from the episode three ending where like Omega doesn't feel like she fits in because she left to help the Bad Batch and then Hunter was trying to pawn her off to a whole new family without even telling her until yeah. they were at the dock. So <laughs> so it makes a lot of sense why she was feeling a little alienated with the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good sewed. Good I gotta series say, so far. It's, uh, it's very nice just watching an episode of the show and then not thinking about it constantly and not being berated with discourse about it constantly in the sense that like every time you watch a mando episode if it's not like the greatest thing ever and like advances the story to just absurd heights it's like everyone's freaking out that they don't have enough time to run this show i'm just like mm-hmm. i'm just kind of with it where i watch this episode and i'm just like this really nothing feels... happened mm-hmm. absolutely nothing happened it was beautiful i got it to watch like... and enjoy it it was nice yeah, it feels like when um like your favorite tv show got like a weird last season with like new characters i'm thinking like scrubs or something like that except like these characters are all good and it's like it feels the same but there's different people there it really does feel like clone wars season eight to me yeah 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 it is kind of weird though like this show by no means on any aspect of the internet that i've gone on is getting any bad like people were kind of upset about the caleb doom thing but like Mm -hmm. it's getting praise overall every week or every episode so far everyone's liking the characters but it seems like it's getting way less chatter compared to previous star Mm -hmm. wars shows which i don't think they even grabbed the clone wars audience to the extent that they probably wanted to with this which is surprising Mm -hmm. to me but that's like i don't know numbers that's just me like tangentially reading twitter and reddit and all sorts of places and just being like so like it doesn't seem to care that much about this show it'll be interesting to see like one if there's going to be some like big mouth open moments that like make get the hook in to make it where this yeah. is a must-see television show and then omega is a jedi and now if it kind of watch if it kind of stays like this level of hype it's that it has us, where though. like yeah but like if it stays like this then that you have to come into question like what are the legs on this going to be yeah like maybe they really things... want to do a season two right. when you know you have a possible rebel sequel series i know we've talked about how it's probably gonna be mostly mando but like you know that that that's something they could do mm-hmm. there's been talk of high republic and like even though people aren't those books aren't huge either but like even just showing the teaser image of a ton of jedi on screen is going to get eyes on it right mm-hmm. so and they've got other stuff argue. in the pipe for the next three years too right Mm -hmm. so So you got to think that like if it doesn't take off like how are they going to justify doing a season two when they have all these other things they could be doing uh we'll we'll see how that goes people love clone wars now but yeah their their development was wild those right years and years that that show struggles to come out essentially like i think they're gonna at least do a season two but like say they have like a story map of like a four season story they're going to try and play out here but like if this show doesn't take off the way that they want that might have to turn into a two season story map and then we're going to have to figure out how to adjust and pivot from there yeah i think jordan mazon said he knew that there's already a season two pretty much happening um Mm -hmm. don't quote me i'm i'm pretty sure he said that at some point um Mm -hmm. but we'll see uh I think there's going to be a season two. I would agree, but we'll yeah, I do too. S- we're 
three episodes into the show. I think this is all a little premature, but yeah, yeah especially because okay. get... it's a long season. Yeah, can we get one prediction from each of us of some random thing that's going to happen by the end of the season? Okay. I don't DJ, have. You ones. go first. I don't have any. Jackson suggested it. I feel like he should have something. Yeah. Okay. I'll suggest it. Um, I suggest that we will see one more Star Wars Rebels main cast in this show by the end of the season, mm. not including kanan because we already saw him who's your pick you can't that's a cop out okay um well my general is a character from rebels i'm gonna go with um zeb zeb Mm. okay okay Mm -hmm. like little baby zeb hanging out with his parents yeah, I think he's a little older. Yeah, um, he he's like okay. the leader of his planet's guard at this. This point, is like what ten years before Rebels. Right? Well, Got to be less than that. I don't because Rebels is like five years before. Oh yeah, this for... is literally directly after you, right? Yeah, and there's eighteen we'll years between the trilogy. Strikes me as like um a, in human years, like early forties, late thirties. So. True, I guess. We'll, we'll see. see. My prediction is there's going to be a confrontation between the Bad Batch and Vader. Mm. Wow, okay. A little uh, Rogue One hallway moment-esque, perhaps? Well, I don't think any of them will die, but... Oh, yeah. I think think they'll come across Vader, and then they're going to do, like, how a lot of the material around this time period is, where, like, they're all like, who's that? And they're just like, that's some kind of sorcerer. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah act as if they haven't seen sith in decades when there was like order like 20 minutes ago there was like a battle outside yeah. yeah my prediction is and i think maybe this is too obvious but i think at some point you know what i'll, I'll go deeper then because it might be too obvious we're gonna see some dryden boss we're gonna see some mm. establishment of that whole crime syndicate i can't remember the name um the Crimson Dawn? Crimson Dawn. We're going to see some <laughs> Crimson Dawn content. Good name. Good name. Yeah. And with that, Darth Maul will appear Ooh. in this. That's the bigger one. Because like Crimson Dawn's like going to happen. I think we all know that uh, to an extent. It's a good pick. It's a good pick. Yeah. Darth Maul's going to show up at some There's point. A good pick. He's just going to hang out. He's going to be like, ah, I'm Darth Maul. Like, Darth Maul has to be in every, in every like, Clone Wars animated world That's thing true. now. Yeah. He's truly the king of these they're, worlds. They're doing that for me specifically. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Those and, are, and that's three good predictions, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I guess I guess before we kind of just pivot to the the grand closing finale here, let's just go around one more time and just and just give like our our final thoughts on the first three episodes so far. And and if we and if we recommend the show, I and mm-hmm. I think it's exceeded my ex- expectations, and I Me absolutely too. do. Yeah. Um, I think after the last episode, I felt like oh, I feel like I'm settled in in the way mm-hmm. that I thought I was gonna be. Like after the first episode, I was like, here we go, like this is gonna be way different than I thought. And then this one feels like we're settling into about what I expected. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still really like the show for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm a big fan. Um, this is the kind of stuff that like most interested me in like the Clone Wars world um, in this time period. So I've been it's been really hitting for me so far. I think um, actually I was talking about with my this with my brother. He's like, should I watch this show? And I was like, well, you kind of have to watch Clone Wars, I think, in order to get this. And Clone Wars is a big commitment. So mm-hmm. um, didn't you say he was watching it? 
No, no, oh, no. Okay. One of those things where he's like, oh, maybe I'll watch Clone Wars, and then like years go by, and never, never happens. Does. Yeah, um, you gotta give him the gotta give so, him the tier list. Yes. You know? yeah, so this is it's tough because like I think a lot of the other any of the sh- Disney Plus originals, like the Marvel and DC, or not Marvel and DC, sorry, oh Marvel and Star Wars, have been like you you should know a little bit. You you can just jump in. I think this mm-hmm. one really requires Clone Wars, which makes it a lot more of a larger commitment for people than uh, anything else so far. But yeah, if you do, I would, I would recommend Clone Wars mm. and then I would uh, also recommend this hundred percent. Like I said but, before, it just feels like the next step. That is a good point. This one doesn't really feel like it's approachable to just jump into. Um, mm-hmm. Even the first 20 minutes of the premiere episode, there's a lot of callbacks and stuff that, really don't mean anything to you without the context behind any of it <laughs> so so yeah that yeah. i guess you would kind of at least say you should watch at least clone wars um, it is the third series in a decades long star wars animated universe so mm-hmm. yeah right um and it certainly feels like that yeah so um i guess with, with that being said we will just kind of I think we'll just toss it around the circle one more time and we'll just kind of, you guys can each have your opportunity to give your, your closing remarks for mm-hmm. the cantina conversations. So we'll, uh, we'll have the one, the person that the, the three of us that talks the most go first. So DJ. <laughs> okay. Uh, Chewbacca has a mustache. Uh, that's all I have to say. Uh, I'm going to retire on that one. <laughs> Uh, oh good one to bring back <laughs> no 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 I, I i love doing this with you guys it was a blast uh it was a good time i'm happy to do it again if the opportunity arises but we'll see i'm happy that we made some friends here uh made a little small community of listeners which i like uh, i appreciate it uh we'll miss doing it i'm sure uh, thank you for everyone that's listened along the way for sure uh, and Chewbacca definitely has a mustache. I watched a, I watched A New Hope yesterday, and I saw it, and I was like, "It's so defined. He has a mustache. It's true." You don't own the four case, so how how would you know Ooh, for sure? Nah, that's got but him. Don't isn't the isn't the four K? I guess it's not. Yeah, it is on Disney Plus. It's four K. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I yeah, I know. I know. Um, mustache. I, I assume I'll go next because that's just usually how we do things. Uh, yeah, I echo a lot of what DJ said, aside from the fact that Chewbacca has a mustache. Um, if I want to reminisce on some of the some of the best times, I will say uh, the Palpatine Little Caesars bit. I don't know if anyone remembers oh, that, yeah. but I think about that a lot. Don't. <laughs> that, that was that was amazing. Okay, what movie was that for? Where we did that on? It must have been. Was that a Rise of Skywalker prediction? Yes, oh, that was. Yeah. Nice. I do remember this. Yeah, I, I really, yeah, I really liked going through um, the movies as well. We did three hours on the Last Jedi, which was a lot. Um, that that was valuable. Um, I got to watch a lot of these shows, some of which we talked about, some of which we didn't. Uh, that was super fun. Uh, we had, um, uh, well, of course, the 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 Muppets fan cast with Brandon Winardi was um, super cool. Uh, that was a lot of fun. We were able to pull that off, which was which was exciting. Um, and yeah, just just chatting. Um, a lot of pre and post show that the lovely listeners miss, probably for the best. Probably for the best. 
Um, that was. Know, you showed off your leg this, on this pre-show, yeah, so that was, yeah. that was a good. That was <laughs> you a good. Show off on the real show if you want. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, I sometimes I forget that we did like the first season quote quote of this show without video, which. <laughs> like not even in terms of like posting it but like in terms of recording a podcast seems impossible yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. It, like it's really dumb weird to think back on how we were able to do that <laughs> sometimes you're in it just can't handle videos then yeah. some days it can you know yeah um i lived in three different places while recording the show technically um two of them looked the exact same and you didn't see the first one um but that was super cool um trying to think if anything else happened that i enjoyed you also lived in the house this. that you were in now so technically four yeah yeah that too <laughs> um yeah lots of lots of fun um star wars i think i've i know a lot more about star wars now um You're i still don't know now. if i'm a star wars star wars fan or not um, no. i haven't decided yet Shout out to all of my specific fans the ones who were jackson stands first um I know uh, you're. I know you. There's a lot of you out there. So, thank you for that. And yeah, I had a lot of fun. Um, I'm still gonna be watching the Bad Batch. It doesn't end here. Um, and I think I said a lot of different things that are mostly connected, sometimes disconnected. DJ said some weird racial thing. Um, mm. So now uh, I'm done. Very well said. Thank you, DJ, for waiting till the last episode to Anytime. go off the chain. Anytime. That was very nice of you. Um, yeah, I, I echo the other two as well. I'm very appreciative of everyone that's taken time out of their lives to listen to our content that we've that we've made. Um, the small community that we built around this podcast was extremely unexpected to actually happen and to have the de- yeah. dedication that it did. Um, the majority of the people who are vocal to us about it have been there from literally the first episode. And they lived through the hiatus. They were there for both live stream shows and mm-hmm. the return of the show. Um, I I have had just an absolute blast doing this show. Um, it's really unfortunate it did have to come to an end. But I, mm-hmm. I took so much joy of all the obscure Star Wars things that I've consumed over the years on my own and not never really had anyone to talk to about it and then forced DJ and Jackson to consume all of that as well uh, so that way we could talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I, don't, I don't think... I don't think either of them are the same person now as they were before they watched <laughs> no. the Star Wars Holiday Special. Um, I and, lost something that day. And we'll be changing their lives again very shortly when we watch both the Ewok movies at some point in the um, future. So. I don't think it's going to be life-changing. Uh, um, <laughs> Maybe, like, I'll have a weird day. But like, <laughs> I don't know. Um, a weird but, week. But, yeah, so I, the Star Wars content and stuff like that, it, it's not going... the. I guess from the podcast side of things, it's going to stop, but I'm still going to be consuming as much as I always have. Um, That's just because Star Wars is in my DNA. I think as long as I've accomplished making people uh, a deeper Star Wars fan than they were at the beginning of the show. A A more level-headed Star Wars fan as well. A a more appreciative Star Wars fan. um, I think I accomplished the job that I had sought out when I wanted to start this podcast um mm-hmm. especially going through every movie that 
that was so much fun to do um yeah because i've watched them all just a hundred times but i've never actually analyzed them in any kind of discussion before so that was super fun um even even the last jedi episode so um, yeah <laughs> i'm glad for the three of us that we have the quest that we're still doing so i mean yes we're still doing regular things together as well so i guess this is just kind of the end of a chapter not really the end of an era um it's like dj told me in our group text that we have with each other when i first suggested to them um that i was thinking it, it might be time for the show to come to an end and they both kind of didn't really hesitate on it but dj was i i was very apologetic about having these feelings and dj was like i mean you know none of us are dying right we're still friends and i was like yeah that's a good point <laughs> yeah um but yeah this this show has been a blast so just thank you to each and every one of you that has ever mm-hmm. um listened because because like I said at the beginning of the episode too, this was by far the most like successful venture I've ever started. So it was cool to know that I've made some kind of a difference to somebody's daily listening habits. So thanks. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Yeah. I, I don't really have anything else to say. So I think we would maybe be, be remiss to, and uh, we talked about this uh, a couple months ago um, to recognize again, um our, our our fan listener uh jason hales who, mm. who who passed away a couple months ago um i was thinking about him the other day um so yeah shout out shout out to him again yeah yes um, absolutely yeah he was a wonderful person as well um so and yeah he's he's still somebody that us in the community around us still still deeply miss but um as opposed to a usual show, I will not necessarily po- uh, post the or plug the Cantina Conversations Twitter. But if you want to continue the conversation on with the three of us, you can most certainly do that on our individual Twitter accounts. Jackson, let everyone know one last time where they can find you at on Twitter. Of course, you can catch me at Jackson W. Wells. Um, I've been putting a lot of my Twitter meme, uh, Star Wars meme output into Cantina Convo. Um, I'll have to continue that on uh, on my personal account. So if you if you are loving loving the content there, um, make sure you you follow me. And DJ, where can they find you? Uh, at DJ underscore Gillard. <laughs> oh DJ. Anyway, you can find me. You can find me on Twitter at W O Beeman. Um, yeah, you you can just find me on there. So um, there is there is no next time before the last time. May the force be with you.